Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to episode 419 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How you going, fellas? Great. F- fucking energised after a weekend of live football. It was great to briefly, briefly catch up with, with the, the boys uh, separately because someone, <laughs> like, let's face I mean, if, 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 if listeners of the show, people who've been to meetups in the past, if they wanted to characterise stepdad in a particular way, in one word, I think the word you'd use would be late. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I was, I was chatting to, I was chatting to, to real dad between games after the Manly game before the Broncos game. And I uh, would we sort of standing behind the bay where we knew like, like he was stepdad literally had tickets in the same row as real dad. So we knew he wasn't there because <laughs> we would have seen him. And so we were just chatting like, geez, that pen, you know, the Penrith game. I mean, I can hear welcome to the jungle. I mean, there's pretty much fucking, the game's about to kick off in any minute. And he's still not here. And, uh, and so I'm like, oh, yeah, I've fucking had enough anyway. I'm going, I'm going to get some dinner. So I got killer and we walked off down Caxton Street and we were like pretty much past the Caxton. And then some fucking dude comes riding directly at me with a fucking electric scooter, one of those lime scooters or whatever. <laughs> so and good. I'm like, and I'm like, who's this cunt? And then I've always this cunt riding straight at me. And then they're like, oh, here we go. It's fucking Jay. <laughs> I was like, why aren't you at the game? Where's everybody else? Oh, oh, I left my phone in the car, so I had to go back and get it. <laughs> we, we, we got halfway to the stadium. I realized I'd left the tickets in the car, so. Oh, the tickets? On well, phone. the tickets were on my phone. Oh, oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so what, you just left the rest of them outside of the Wally Wanker statue or something? Oh, I, they kept walking because, yeah, right. you know, I, I figured one adult with three kids in tow wouldn't be much quicker than I could do the yeah. trip there and back, so. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Quality but, idea uh, to it, uh, it was book fucking scooter, amazing. I, I forgot what it's like to go to live football matches when the stadium isn't full of cunt Broncos fans. <laughs> like that when, was one of the main observations that I had though like it was when they announced the official crowd it was like under 6,000 people or something mm. and I was just like holy f-. like I thought that Queensland you know, home of rugby league in you know quotes I thought that even this was and this was a game where the, where the home team was playing on the card mm. it wasn't like some of these ones that the Titans have had down there where there's just been you know nothing to do with them and like they have small crowds anyway I get it but were the like numbers capped? Yeah, they yeah, were. but but seventy five percent of the capacity though, like they still yeah, could put right. like thirty thirty seven thousand yeah, exactly. or something in there, no problem. Mm. So it wasn't it wasn't you know through capping. It was just, and maybe it was like a super cautious, you know, like we're in a pandemic and you know you're getting nothing but bad news out of New South Wales, and you mm. know we had to change the rules. We had to wear masks the whole mm. time we were in our seats and stuff. Maybe it was just some people were just like, look, I'm not going to risk it. Mm. And um, there's a couple of couple of 
non-footy related. One from Jay. A couple of proper pandemic moments, right? So I, um, Jackson, uh, went to get some food, and oh, he went to um, went to the bathroom and, then, and sent me a message going, "I'm gonna get some food. Do you want anything?" So he comes back with food, and um, I've got my mask on, and I open up my drink. Go, oh, fuck! <laughs> I'm not used to doing this. <laughs> anyway, so then. Um, half time in the Panthers game and I, uh, get to the end of the, end of the row. I'm standing up and thought, uh, <clears throat> Jay's making his way. Thought we'll have a quick little catch up and he gets about three quarters of the way to me. Fuck, forgot my mask. <laughs> Back to his seat. <laughs> oh, it was great. The, and the key with mine is always wear it as like as a bracelet. Just like, yeah. just loop it under and then yeah. stick. Oh shit, actually. As we was talking, I forgot to take it off from the school run. There it's it is. still there. Oh. <laughs> just leave it there and never forget it. And um, shout out to all the new Panthers friends I made sitting around. And, and this is what I miss about live football when it, when you can sit at your home ground. Mm. Like sat down, instant best friends with everyone in brown and white around you. Yep. And then never see him again. You know, you, yep. you might run into him and get in a game in two years, whatever it is. That atmosphere was what I missed. And also, like, Magic Round, like, in front of us, there was a guy, he was a manly supporter, he was there with his girlfriend, he was a Broncos supporter. Yeah. Um, she took her medicine, at, like, <laughs> on, a, on a King Levius level. Yeah. In terms yeah. of taking her medicine. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, was absolutely fed all night by the kids <laughs> and uh, and played her part brilliantly. Um, you know, yeah, it, it was all the best things about live football. Yeah. Um, that just Broncos fans suck out of the experience. Yeah. So. I yeah. had to, I, I think that's more neutral people. I had a bunch of degenerate gamblers behind me that were clearly heavily invested in Tommy Turbo scoring a try. So when he finally <laughs> did, they were really happy. <laughs> But I mean, but this guy, I remember he was he was regaling his friends with his multi, and I mean he was total degen shit because he was like it was like manly to win by I was like the overs in that game to be over forty four, um, so they won that. He wanted Tommy to score a try, he got that. Um, then it was like another he was going through all these another various fucking six legs across the world of sport, finishing in um, Joe Ingles getting ten plus points in this <laughs> game, and I don't think Ingles got I don't think he got did he get there? I I'm not I sure. don't know if he made it today. No, yesterday, yeah, last night in the game the against Nigeria. Um, the, yeah, Nigeria. Yeah. Oh, I, was just I know he got two three pointers, and so I, I know he had at least six. But he was like atrocious when he was driving to the basket. So I don't know if he got the ten. So if that was the leg that killed him, I don't know. But um, yeah, I was sitting next to a um a two time loser. He was a uh, uh, Ranger, West Tigers fan. Oh fuck! Wow. Didn't know he was a West Tigers fan until uh, until um, uh, Mamalo scored. He was very quiet about it, and he was like trying to keep it real. He was trying to <laughs> then eventually when he thought they were going to win, like when they got the second try, he's like then he started being a bit more overt about his Tigerness. But I said so to he's him, a, so he's a was, new Tigers fan. Well, no, I think he's I think he's an, I think he's an old one that's just like just beaten down by the system. But I, I said I said oh so did you watch the did you watch the documentary on on Foxtel? And he's like. He was just like, gave me this sad look on his face and he's just like, he said, I'm not going to do that to myself. I said, no, I'm like, I'm fucking, I'm driving up the ratings for the show. I'm like, no, man, you'll fucking love it. I think I convinced him to watch it, but this guy was like, he'd been beaten down by a lifetime 
of uh, West Tigers supported them. Yeah. It just it just wasn't pretty. Yeah, I felt, I felt so I felt sorry for the cunt, but um, because like he was resigned, he knew no matter what they did, he knew that Manly was going to win and win easily at every stage, even when the Tigers weren't looking out of it. And uh, when they when when they um yeah did the yeah the the, the burst they put on, then he's just like, fuck. Well, that's good. We've just done two game reviews. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. Done. The, the general vibe. We um, you know, they got those fox, the the fox uh, camera guys that sort of prowl the sideline, and then they sort of look for an, their angle up through the fan to see like a full fan shot, and they sort of set up there. And the next time it crosses to them, they've got you know a shot of fans going crazy. Mm. The guy set up in front of us a couple of times, and like Killer was just like fucking pointed us on. You know, I want to get on TV, and the, the guy, the degenerate multi guy behind me, him and his friends going, yeah, we need to get on TV. And one of his mates goes, do a shoey. And so he's like, yeah, I'll do a shoey. So he pulls his shoe off and he goes, cameraman. And the guy looks up and he goes, fucking point it, point it over here. I'm going to do a shoey. And he got the beer and he had his, had his thing. And then, the, um, and then the cameraman goes, nah, you got to leave your mask on, mate. Oh, fuck off. The other the crowd or sideline thing, that nice memory I had uh, was in the first half the, the the Manly players were the ball boys and on our side of the field. But in the second half, it was the West Tigers players with the, the ball boys on, on our side of the field. And one of them was um, Glenn's mate, um, Zach Sini, with his, with his strawberry blonde mullet. And he's walking down the sideline. I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm going to call out to him. And so he's walking back from uh, from something and I was going, Sini, Flick is your mullet. <laughs> and he sort of just ignored it. I'm going, Zach, flick your fucking mullet. And he does like the Pantene fucking <laughs> And the whole bay's like, yeah. Now, I need so someone to confirm, speaking of the ball boys, I need someone yes. to confirm that, um, well, not necessarily just because it was a ball boy, but does Luke Lewis's kid play for the Panthers in some capacity, whether it's in Reggie's or Junior's, there was the, one of the Panthers. You know, ball tats, boys. He the looks, one with all the tats. Yeah, but his his face, his face is but fucking you, you Luke know, Lewis. Tats are something. Tats are something you get done afterwards. It's not that if a father has tats, the son comes out with tats. <laughs> you fucking idiot! He, he's, he's saying this, I'm he's talking saying about the, face, the facial features of the the guy. As he the looked, cunt had a mask on. Luke Lewis has two eyes. He has two eyes. What are we doing here? <laughs> You're a fucking... Why do you? Why are you the way you are? <laughs> well, you, you sent me that text, and I've shown all the people around me, and I mm, fucking no. It was that. Fucking Panthers fans. Fuck me, dead. Right. Dead ringer for Luke Lewis. I'm telling you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right. I've never ever seen another person with blonde spiky hair. It's probably him. <laughs> Fuck. Might have might have had cancer painful, in his neck too. Painful cunt. He's got his uh he's got his he's got his son uh his son Levi. Um and uh, you know, perhaps he plays in some sort of junior capacity at Panthers, but considering Was he's he seven? uh three years old. Yeah, okay. <laughs> It's born on the 29th of March, 2018. <laughs> he's a late bloomer, Luke Lewis. Jeez. Uh, well, he's going to get an early start than Luke Lewis, so he's going to be able to do that, you know, uninterrupted length of career situation that we always talk about in premiership bookends. <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to get a lot of a lot, a lot earlier start. Um, but, yeah, uh, I tell you, I did I ended up going up to plan B for a feed after, after the game. 
Oh, um, how was it? Um, Killer got pretty much exactly. Well, I mean, their menu's far more expensive than Fat Billy Jacks and, and the, the the chicken. So for those for those that don't know, there was a a uh, fried uh, spicy fried chicken place up the top of Caxton Street that we spent a lot of time at a couple of magic rounds ago. Um, like consecutive meals, like, so like three, that's, three all, that's all meals we ate. Though, yeah. All magic yeah. round, yeah. So much so um, that. I have a photo of the aftermath of my asshole. I think I've got a photo too because you texted been, it to me. Yeah, I've been accused of having ISIS beheading videos on my device. <laughs> it's that bad. Yeah. Um, did you, is, did yeah, you legitimately so, take a photo of your own anus and send bleeding, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And send yeah. it to Nathan. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and wars and you know, several other people. <laughs> well, the, I've, I've been to the doctors to like say, God for a while, Glenn. Can you can you, you please you're going to look the at wrong this. doctor? You need to go to a doctor that tells you what the fuck is wrong with your head, not no, your ass. But this is the thing. Do you know how hard it is to get a doctor to look at your ass? Like I've gone in and said I'm having credible pain and bleeding out of my anus. <laughs> And they're like, okay, try try a bath with Epsom salts. Wow. And I'm like, no, I that's don't, gonna I, sting. I don't think you realise. And so I'm showing them the photos, and I'm like, this is what I'm dealing with. <laughs> oh, fuck. <You> fucking Hippocratic <laughs> fuckwits. <laughs> but yeah, swear um, you so know anyway. the GP's just questioning his life choices. So, so anyway, that 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 restaurant closed down, um, yeah, right before things started to lock down with COVID there, mm. and uh, it sort of reemerged. Actually, exact same space. we had we had lunch on their last day of trading, right when before it was kind the first of Rona lockdown. Yeah, it was, and and I remember like for two weeks I was kind of sweating after that thing. That's like, right. Know, it was the last day. It was the last day of business that Fat Bellies had. Yeah, and we had to go. We had to go in there and pay our, pay our, pay homage and have it one last time, and like we had the kids with us, both of us, and then um. And I was like, for two weeks, I was kind of like, fuck. Because like that, that, that was Sunday afternoon. Like I kept the kids home from school on the Monday. Yep. And that was the week leading up to, you know, the five weeks of lockdown or whatever we had for school, you know, remote learning and that. And um, and so I remember for two weeks, I was just like, fuck. Because you didn't know what, you didn't know what the deal was back then. You didn't know what, that was right at the fucking, right at the peak of like the, you know, the lockdown hysteria the first time around. Yeah. And so I was like, I had, I was like counting down the two weeks going, all right, cool. Looks like we got away with that one. Because there was no social distancing in that fucking restaurant, it was like packed, fucking packed. But um, but yeah, so I went there and it was empty. Like we were the only ones in really? there on Saturday night, yeah. And uh, so I got like the fat belly burger, they had the fat belly burger, which is like you know the hot chicken one. And I asked for it hot, but even so, it probably would have been only what the medium of the old place was. It yeah, okay. It, was, it tasted like it, but it wasn't. It wasn't super hot. And uh, okay. the killer had like tenders, like you would have got at Fat Belly Jacks as well. Yep. And yeah, and he's and you know he loved them and said they were you know. They were great and they were the same, you know, sort of thing. So, so it was, you know, sort of, but they got a bunch of other, like tons of other burgers and, you know, beef stuff. I mean, Fat Bellies was great because it was just like the one thing, like just, it was just Nashville hot chicken and that was that, you know. Um, I will say that both of you were actually, you had a couple of moments, you know, a moment or so each, but you were both fairly subdued with um, smashing me in front of my child. So I appreciate that. It's quite respectful, yeah. even. Yeah. Look, you know, when you go, like, I was, I was happy, I was happy to get, to get, to, to get away with a good win. 
I mean, there was some, yeah, there was some stressful moments in the, you know, in the first, you know, first half of that game. <laughs> I mean, it eased off. It, it okay. eased off somewhat by half time. Cool. But... Good to see you making up for it now. That's great, mate. Anyway, let's get in, let's before we get into that, <laughs> let's get into the game that uh, the games that happened before it, and uh, first one being the uh, Raiders twelve to feed the Eels ten uh, down there at Hope Solo in front of a bumper crowd of uh, two thousand five hundred sixty six on Thursday night. The uh, the Raiders. Tries to uh, Corey Harawir and Naira and uh, Jordan Rapiner. Uh, Croker, two conversions. And uh, the Eels tries to Dylan Brown and Mike Sivo and Gutherson, one conversion. Starting to get a little bit interested in um, what the Raiders are going to be doing as they turn their season around. Um, it could really be the, the momentum team heading into the finals, I think. And we all know what their, you know, what their ceiling is and what they're capable of. Of being, given they made the grand grand final a couple of seasons ago, um, I think this was a pretty impressive grinding sort of win. Albeit Parramatta, or both teams were were under strength, but um, you know, even more impressive is the fact that they won despite those injuries. Whiten and Whitehead, yeah, both missed the game. Papali he was concussed in the first half and didn't return. Um, so. But- for Canberra, I, I thought I was pretty impressed that they they stuck with it and, and ground out a close win. Canberra seemed to do that though, and and it's a point Nate made. You know, uh, originally I think about Trent Barrett coach sides that they need there's something in the game to get them into it. Mm. Cast your mind back to Origin, and I remember making the comment that well, Canberra without its stars, really, what's left? But they wrote that that was one of the better games they'd played without their representative players. Mm. So I think they're in the same vein. And this may just be, you know, a thing that Ricky Stewart is particularly skilled at is getting them up for that underdog performance, getting them up for that, you know, no no one believes in you, everyone's laughing at you. You know, go go out there and prove them wrong sort mm. of game. Yeah. Um but but to Canberra they they got some good moments out of this. And I had a a corporate psychologist explained this to me once that very often um, in sports, and his history had been in sports, uh, they use, and fuck, I forget the term of them. What are those things when you're like rock climbing that you pin into the wall? Like if you're going up freehand, you climb up a bit, you stick a peg in, tie your rope to that. So if you fuck up, yeah. you only fall down that much, whatever it is. Yes. You sticky sp- picks. Sticky. Them. <laughs> For the purpose of this of this discussion. <laughs> So, so the Raiders, Ricky Did Sticky Picks. <laughs> I, I am there, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, please continue. Um, you know, games like this where where they can have a first half where where they were gritty, you know, un, under some pressure, score in the second half, then have Parramatta come back at them, but hold them out. Mm. You know, um, in their own head, no one's telling them, "Oh, look, you know, if someone had converted a little better or." a kick here or there you wouldn't have been so lucky but but those moments are valuable to a team especially that had been a little bit mentally fragile in second halves mm. I think it was just des- it was just desperation both teams were, weren't great offensively but Canberra was just a just desperate performance in defence yeah. and that was a, and it was kind of right up until the know, last play yeah, and and that, and and that, that was kind of the basis of what they you know were doing when they got to the grand final mm. 
I mean, they were you know amazing defence that season. And so, look, if that's a, if that's the bedrock of what they're going to start on, and you know, and the attack starts to build off the back of that, then you know, they've, they've, they've I don't know, I haven't had a look at what their runs like on the way home, but they yeah. certainly put themselves in the frame to be one of those teams down there in seven or eight, where there is only like you only probably need to go on a you know two or three game run, yeah, to get yourself in there. Mm. And I mean, they are in there now on the basis of uh, of this win, I think. Socials. We're ready for the uh, socials. I am. I am so ready. Sorry, I'm at the wrong end. <laughs> or I shouldn't say wrong end. I'm in the wrong email box. Are you at the end that's bleeding that a doctor doesn't want to look at? <laughs> oh, mate, I've, I've been in that end for a long time. <laughs> long, long, long time. Sorry, no, they got to ninth. Sorry, they didn't get into the eight. My bad. On the socials, in the Facebook group, Josh said, Nutho is a fucking fraud. The cunt will not take a kick return hit up. Mm, Joey said, Parramatta might as well wear a Tigers jersey. Frustrating. Oof. The ultimate fucking insult. Wow. Ian said, Jared Croker is now the equal of Jonathan Thurston. <laughs> his, uh, his attempt on Blake Ferguson, who's running the ball back from a kick return, um, where Ferguson then blasted through him and uh, set up Dylan Brown's try. Mm-hmm. It was, um, for someone that's played that much first grade, that was a pretty fucking ordinary attempt at tackle. Mm. Uh, Michael said, how have the all-time faders turned into a gritty, grinding, old-school footy team? And uh, Nat said, did Tommy Starling apply Kane Evans' wrist strap? Little fella was folding cunts all night. (laughs) Uh, The G-Train on Twitter said, so Croker is now a better player than Thurston ever was. Oh, the disrespect. (laughs) The fucking disrespect. Um, And Joseph Palazzi on Twitter said, Nathan Brown is a perfect player to represent the Eels as a whole. Franz is a hard man, but when someone steps up to him, he lays down and spreads his cheeks faster than Jay does for Luai. That is very fucking fast. (laughs) <laughs> on to the next one okay uh, the Roosters 28 defeated the Newcastle Knights 8 at Sunshine Coast Stadium uh, Friday evening the uh, Roosters uh, double to Tupanua uh, Manu Tupo Lachlan Lamb Angus Crichton with tries Teddy two conversions uh, the Knights 8 came through a try to Jacob Saifidi and a conversion to Clifford and a penalty goal to Clifford I thought James Tedesco showed that unlike State of Origin doing it all in a Roosters jersey is quite an effective strategy. He had a fucking <laughs> yeah. outstanding game. Yeah. It's fucking everywhere. Um, competitive first half, um, and then a Roosters clinic in the second half. The Knights' intensity dropped um, in that second half, not for the whole 40 minutes, but it was like the Roosters, Roosters sensed it um, and lifted right as they realised that the Knights had, had dropped their guard a little bit and that was that. They just put some, yep. put some plays on. The Knights weren't up to it um, defensively. It weren't physical enough and um, that sort of blew the game open and the Knights couldn't recover. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, the Roosters were smart when they you know, realised things that worked like Tupanua trampling out wide. And where, mm. where, where, where the Knights just weren't up. That is what they, they weren't up to it and it's unfortunate, but um, 
you know, both sides, you know, has obviously the Roosters injuries are well documented, but the Knights, yeah, you know, I, I think they've got some players out there that just aren't, unlike the Roosters, I think they've got some players that probably aren't ready to, weren't ready to step up. Yeah. You know? It's a, again, the Roosters have done exceptionally well in bleeding these young players, and that's by the, the fact of the elder statesmen they've got around them. You know, other, other clubs don't tend to do such a good job. Uh, yeah. Nigel in the Facebook group said, Teddy, nowhere near where he was two years ago and still light years ahead of 95% of the competition. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Brendo said, Newcastle is 0-5 and five against the Roosters in leg injuries in the last two games. <laughs> <laughs> Ross said, did I say last week we are by far the worst team on the last tackle? We have reached a new low. I'd had a couple of Newcastle fans come back to me and they they didn't get it. Like the... They said, yeah, yeah, okay, it happens occasionally, but they didn't have this this thing about them being a terrible, terrible six-tackle team. Anyway, uh, Isaac said, Knights have two defensive modes, scramble and crumble. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, God. And Winston said, Chook started slow, but the last 20 minutes was a whitewash. Knights cannot do an 80 minutes. Hell, they struggled to do 30. Mm-hmm. Us. All right, the uh, Storm, 20. Uh, defeated the, new, the North Queensland Cowboys, 16, up there in uh, the abattoir. A good crowd, just under 15,000 in attendance. The uh, Storm, a double to Josh Adokar. Uh, tries, tries also to Justin Olman, Remus Smith, Nico Hines, two conversions. The Cowboys, 16, came through tries to Colin Hess, Kyle Felt, and Kane Bradley, and uh, two conversions to drink water. Storm. And I'll tell you, the buzz, the buzz in this game, it was like... When they when they dropped um, fucking old mate back to fullback for this game, it was just like Granville. It all the it, Granville had all it had all of the all the makings of like sixty, like just almost match fixing. Yeah. But fucking the Cowboys, man! Credit to their defense. That was yeah. delicious. They stuck it out for the full game and get and there they gave themselves a real chance. Yeah, I thought the Storm were were clinical, and as I said, the Cowboys were very. Tenacious and and showed a lot of heart and effort. Um, in the end, class prevails. Um, the storm, you know, put on enough cla- classy plays to get the job done. Just for Melbourne, we've spoken about Nico Hines a lot, and um, he's obviously going to the Sharks, but he gets better every week, and he's he's very classy. And I think his toughness is probably a little bit underrated, but. It remains to be seen how he's going to handle that Sharks environment um, compared to, to the benefit that he's had of being in the Storm system. Um, and that's going to be a critical part of his development yeah. over the next couple of seasons as to how he adjusts to that. Um, there's going to be a whole lot more expected of him when he pulls on a Sharks jersey rather than being a guy doing a job in a Storm jersey. Um, there's no denying his skill. Uh, and I, I think he's he's certainly got it in him to to go to a to a much higher level than where even where he's right at the moment. But whether the Sharks are the club to to bring that out of him is I, I don't know that I'm convinced of that. The it could be said that that it's the short amount of time he's spent in the Storm system that may be the best indicator that that he will be okay. Mm. If if you look at people, it's not a full indoctrination. Well, you know, you 
you get good at it. You, you get used to what they do. You get used to doing what you need to do in that environment. Mm. But if he's if he's only spent you know a year and a bit in in first grade seriously, then that may be the the saving grace, I guess, for the Sharks mm. in introducing yeah, him to their point. system. Mm. There's a lot of moving parts in the Sharks thing, though, too. You know, they've got a new coach and a bunch of new players are going in there, and um, so look, you know, take time anyway. I mean, like being being in a a, a, a very well-oiled system, even with player turnover, like just a, a well-oiled system like the Storm allows him to do what he does without the pressure of him having to be the guy to do everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like the, you know, now now Pappenhausen is, is, is coming back into the side and then, you know, you got Hughes Munster, uh, you know, Cheese, like he's, the requirement for him to be the guy is so low at the moment. Yeah. So he can just do what he wants, he can just do what he wants to do and just play what he sees. Whereas in the Sharks, on the other hand, it's him. The, the hopes are going to be behind him. And then what are you dealing with? you got like Tracy and like a year of Moylan and... Yeah, you're you know, right. It's, it's, like it's, a cliff. He, it's a cliff. He's got, yeah, he's got a burden. Yeah. Nasty. In the Facebook group, Joey. Whoop. No, not Joey. Fuck. Having an ordinary night on the socials. I'm all over the shop. He said, uh, who taught defense to Tom Dearden? Jesus, stop rushing oh, up. That that was that was fucking atrocious. And there was some there were lots of comments about it. Uh, he got burned like twice like twice in a row, didn't he, pretty much? Yeah. Fuck. Dearden is lightning fast off the mark. The speed he gets off the defensive line to open a hole is really something to watch. <laughs> uh Alistair. Papi looks absolutely rattled, terrified of contact. I think his career is over. Mm. Anyone else get that vibe? I was concerned when he was um, he he made the tackle in the corner, and there was knees in his face as, yep. as the tackle was. But I was I was like, is that's even if it's minimal contact. For where he's at, it has to be yeah. a psychological thing. Yeah, and and he's he's under a guy's knees in a tackle. I'm just like, oh, fuck. Mm. And mm. I think it, 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 it may have just been because of you know what we know has happened and the large amount of time it's taken him to come back into the game. Mm. But like, it's it to me, it, it just felt like every fucking tackle he took was like high contact, and like yeah. you're just sort of holding your breath and you're, what the fuck's going to happen. Mm. And if uh, we're thinking it. He's thinking yeah. it. I suspect yeah. he's yeah. thinking it. That's it. Well, I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a professional sportsman, so maybe he can compartmentalise and, you know, he's fine because he's feeling the impact. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, Super Grover said, I've calmed down a bit. No Munster or Dale and Pups, Paps coming back and Nico going to six dynamic changes. Both lost tries in the first half to hashtag insert obstruction call here. Cowboys line speed was ridiculously good and put pressure on, but that all-important word, momentum was shattered through complete incompetences with the whistle. The fuck is with kissing Bradley's dick scoring twice off a foul play. P.S. Isn't Bradley another West Tigers they let go? That first, that first, that first, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't know about that. Yeah, me either. That, that first try was so fucking hard done by, I mean, like it is one of those black and white letter of the laws and, because of there was so much there's so much inconsistency in the way that obstruction you know tries were allowed and disallowed via obstruction they had to make a black and white rule and as a result that try that he scored that would have been his first try 
it was disallowed. Fair enough. Yeah. That one that that one that fucking who was it that scored in the storm and ran behind? It was Christian Welsh went through the line, and then it, I think it was, was it was it Olam that scored off the pass? Mm. But they were yeah. saying it was the Brandon guy that was like, cheese, it was a cheese at passing. Yeah. 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 What, how the fuck? Is that an obstruction when Welsh was through the line full? If that had have happened on halfway, and then and uh, and uh, fucking who was it's, it? That, who was and- it that scored the try? Um, that would have scored the try. I can't remember. If if that's a regulation been- hit up, like if that exact same play, and then it's a regulation hit up, yeah. and, then and the guy makes eight meters, and he and he gets yeah. tackled and plays the ball, it's no. play on. I mean, like Welsh was through the, he was through the fucking line completely. It wasn't like some obstruction where he opened up a hole. Mm. Like, it, was just, it was one of the worst decisions I've seen. Mm. It's fucking terrible. It was poor. Um, but you know they both, the, yeah, the and I guess the storm was maybe more hard done by in that respect because the the Cowboys one was correct to the mm. letter of the law, mm. and the Cowboys True. got that one back later with their forward pass it to where Kane Bradley scored oh, the try, and the, the, it was like you know way forward. So you know, um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great refereeing. It was really indecisive on the ground. Who was it? Was it Chechen? Was the the Referee yep. on the field, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was really indecisive on the field, and then I think he had Perinara in the box, who's just fucking hopeless. Or was it Ashley Klein? Well, I think it might have been Perinara, and just like who's just fucking hopeless as well. And it just was, you know, it just it, from the top down, it was just terrible officiating. Mm. Nasty. On to the next one. Was that it for the socials? Okay, uh, so the uh, Rabbitohs sixty defeated the Warriors twenty two at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Another good crowd there too, like uh, just over seven and a half thousand. The Rabbits sixty came through tries too. Uh, a double to Thomas Burgess, uh, Jackson Paulo, Cameron Murray, Cody Walker, um, Colin Matangi, Latrell Mitchell, all with tries. Uh, Mansour with the double and Jaden Sua with the double. Uh, Reynolds seven conversions. Latrell got one. And the Warriors 22 came through tries to DWZ, Reese Walsh, Marcello Montoya, Cody Nicarima, Reese Walsh, three or four conversions. Feels like the Warriors have packed it in. Yep. 100% um, have. And further amplified by the fact that RTS is now retired and leaving early. Yeah. As announced today. And I don't um, know if that's amplified. I think that's like another, that's just another symptom. The fact that that's. Mm. Allowed to happen yeah. quite a few weeks out, you know. I mean, they still what a good another, you know, like you know, six games is there. So yeah, it's a de- that's a Seven. decent amount of time. Yeah, decent decent amount of time there to. Yeah, it's a very early departure. Um, um, there was yeah, I just think that at times in this game, their body language and their effort yeah. and and willingness to put the shoulder into their work through the middle, which is fucking dangerous because that's where South. That's where the rot starts with South Sydney. Um, yep. If you're soft in the middle, um, the you know Burgess and those <clears throat> Matangi and those guys will get quick play. The balls flows into Cook, into Walker, Latrell, mm. and you end up with sixty <laughs> as they did. So um, yeah. this is effectively a, a training run at, at times for South. And Cody Walker had a had a great afternoon. I think it was probably a game that they used to. Sharpen some of their skills, which will hold them in good stead in the run to the finals. But um, never, never fucking worried. Never really tested, and pretty disappointing from the Warriors in the end. Yep, I would agree. Mm. On the socials, Rishi said Mascara Walsh realised that if he, 
if he's complaining to a ref about something instead of defending his line, he can't rack up another defensive error. Fucking ouch. Uh, Riggs said, catching the score after not watching the game, my first thought is that the 22 confuses me more than the 60. Mm-hmm. That's not a, uh, a bad take. Uh, Dan said, seems like South, South have planned their D around just not having to do it. Hold on to the ball, score tries, don't give it back. If the opposition get the ball, let them score, but don't give it back again. Cunning plan. Winston. This warrior is a great team on paper and the defensive integrity of a wet paper bag. Fucking <laughs> 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 oh, Ryan She is real. That's it. On to the next one. On Saturday, the Mighty Manly Seagulls 44 defeat the West Tigers 24 at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, Manly decided a hat trick to Morgan Harper. A double to Daly Cherry Evans, uh, Lachlan Croker, Tommy Turbo, and Dylan Walker all with tries. Garrick six conversions. Tigers 24 uh, through a double to Ken Marmalo. Uh, Dewey and Little with the other tries. Dewey four from four conversions. What say you, Glenny? What do you say for yourself? Plenty to say about the other games. I thought you might want to uh, kick us off there, oh, big dog. Well, I, was just, I, was just curious, I was just curious of your take because I was, I was actually pretty filthy about this game. Wasn't wasn't happy with it at all. Um, there were some good there were some good moments. Obviously, whenever we had the ball, we just scored. That was just the way it was. But uh, wasn't wasn't happy with the defense in the in the first half. Um, and there's just it was just one of those games where it just felt like they were just a little bit half assing it. And I'm not sure if it's it was part of Desi's plan. Yeah, leaving uh, Kepi and who else was it? He pretty much, he barely used two players. It was like he was trying to run the whole game with like, you know, two less guys on the bench. To what end? I'm not sure. Like whether he was testing something out or, you know, I mean, uh, Aloye's first game back, uh, I don't know whether he was trying to like test, you know, just test mm-hmm. his fitness or readiness for like the games that count coming up. Or he, what played he, doing, I, I, he played solid minutes. He did play solid minutes. He was pretty good. He was not too bad. I mean, like the the for me, I was I was filthy about the twenty four points, and um, I was filthy about there was some defense with with uh with Olakuatu, sort of around the middle, over towards the you know towards the right hand side in the first half that just wasn't good enough. Um, they did turn that around though, you know, leading up to half time, and that's probably what the turning point in the match was. I think it was. 12-10, I think, to the Tigers at the time. And then you, then the Tigers had like five consecutive sets attacking, uh, yeah, attacking. And when that was repelled, I think Manly took four tackles on their next set to score. And then they went back to back and scored yeah. straight away after the kickoff. Um, and, and so that, tur- that turned, uh, you know, 10, 10 to 12 you know, deficit into a, a halftime 20 to 12 lead and all the momentum received the kickoff in the second half, did the same thing again in the first 10 minutes and scored another couple of tries. And at that point, the game was effectively over. Yeah. That, and the Tigers went back into their Tiger shell. That patch before halftime pretty much killed the Tigers' momentum. You could see that they, you know, after the... The try where Tommy Turbo, where uh, Tommy Talia missed Turbo fucking horribly one on one. Yep. That one. Mm. That one was the one where they they literally dropped their heads, and I could see, yeah. you could see it, and I was like, oh fuck, halftime couldn't come quick enough. Um, 
almost as I if thought- they needed them to stop the game. <laughs> stop the <laughs> fucking game. Um, I think we tried, you know, they tried to hang in. They were outclassed. Um, I'm willing to admit that. It was really was a tale of two Toms. Um, Turbo was, again, fantastic. Talao was fucking poor. Uh, he did cop a knock, but um, wasn't HIA'd and proceeded to get worse as the game went on, which was pretty disappointing. Um, this is his second game. Second game back. Um, playing in his the his rightful position, his preferred position of right centre, and he was fucking atrocious. Um, pretty comfortable. This game was was a stretch to win, but they were competitive uh, for, a, for a large part of that first half. And I think when they again when that try came, um, and then when they went back to back, they they dropped their heads and and they didn't quite recover. Um, in the end, Eagles pretty impressive. I don't know that they, you know, as you alluded to, Nate, I don't think they were anywhere near their their best and probably didn't really need to be, but um, I think Dewey showed a few more signs as well. That six is it just makes the most sense. Realistically it has to be, right? He has to be he has to be the sixth long term going it, you know, it, going forward. It just seemed to me at least, and, and I'm willing that willing to admit where coming into magic round where I thought playing him in the centers was fucking outrageous. Um, yeah. He did a, an adequate job there, but then he, he started in that game of Magic Round yeah. where you smashed Newcastle too, Correct. which made it worse. But he just he just needs to be six. He needs to get to have his hands on the ball. Um, you know his kicking game and, and the bombs and stuff like that is it's just far more effective there. Um, I do think that one on one teams believe that they can get at him, which is something he's going to have to develop. Because he mm. he does have a tendency to, to miss a one on one tackle, um, he, he's not alone in the Tigers ranks. Let's be honest, but he um, just he just brings so much, and you know this his coming of you know coming to the fore for the Tigers this year and showing in what at times has been a pretty fucking challenging season, um, showing such leadership qualities and really doing for a young player um, that hasn't played a stack of first grade um, showing, you know, a willingness to put his hand up. You contrast that to Luke, Luke Brooks, who still is quite as a fucking church mouse and has played 150 games. So, yeah. Um, you know, Dewey's but still Brooks was a, good. Good. When you, when you guys were good in this game, Luke Brooks was, good, I, right? I don't I mean, think Luke all... Brooks had a horrible game. I'm not saying, and, yeah. and he's had, to be honest, he's had, in this last sort of stretch, he he has been a long way from our worst player. Yeah. Um. But you just at this stage of his career, and, and the amount of first grade he's played, and the ex- expectations for him to be unleashed every fucking season, you'd expect to show him to show a bit more leadership. Yeah. Just yeah. my two cents. Yeah. No, that was a disappointing factor for me. Was I mean, the, the pleasing thing was we didn't let uh, Noffa get a junk time try against this. Um, <laughs> but, but it was also really disappointing that we didn't physically abuse Noffa. And you know, most most of it, yeah. Well, you're talking about Tommy Talao, but most of it was down the other side anyway. Mm. You know, like so. Um, you know, through 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 Hamoli, and then you know, obviously Morgan Harper got a hat trick, and 
uh, you know, Daly's tries were either, you know, yeah, one one of them was sort of split up the middle you know, on the left hand side, but otherwise they were all coming down that other side. But um, I tell you, I can tell you almost exactly how long this was a context contest because I remember for the first time it's ever fucking happened since like I've had an Apple Watch for probably what seven seven or eight months now, and um, for the first time ever. I feel a buzz on my arm when Garrick knocked the ball on about five meters out, and that was the, that was the commencement of the Tigers mm-hmm. getting five sets in a row. I had to look back to see the time of the game and like you know, go back and measure the time when it was and everything to figure out exactly what it was that moment there. And I fucking feel this buzz on my arm, and I look at it, and there's like a red screen on my fucking phone, and it's like cardiac a, arrest. Yeah, it's like it's like your heart rate, your your heart rate is abnormally high, and you haven't, and you haven't moved, and you haven't you haven't done any physical activity for for over ten minutes. So what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I was like, a, oh, okay. It's good to see that that shit works. Obviously, I was <laughs> obviously I was fairly fucking fairly stressed at that point of the game, but uh, yeah, and then it plummeted shortly after, of course. But um, but yeah, how yeah, good on the socials, John said nothing gives me greater pleasure than watching Noffa catch a forward pass and seeing his face turn from joy to disappointment. Ouch! Yeah, that was a moment, Conan. So down 44-18 with 10 minutes left. Just remember, the West Tigers are always in a game. <laughs> Turned it into 44-24. Mm. Always in a fucking game. Hayden <laughs> said, a fucking under-12s team would run better attacking lines than these fucking useless cunts. Fuck me dead. We offer nothing in attack from set pieces. It always goes behind the lead runner every time. Easy read and stops the attack right there. Lenny, what do, yeah, what do you do? It's if just you're, a kicking. It's just a kicking game, isn't it? I mean, that's where all the danger comes from. If you're if you're the attacking coach of the Tigers, Glenn, what do you do? Kill myself. <laughs> no, you're, you're a fresh hire. Yeah, you're not responsible for this. Um, yeah, okay. Better. Well, you set a structure, and you. <clears throat> for me, I think the attacking kicking game needs to there needs to be more crea- creativity there. Um, Luke Brooks with an end-over-end bomb. Um, if it goes to Dewey, at least it's a lottery. If he puts it up and it's a spiral bomb and he hits it right, it's a lottery. Yep. But teams are getting better and better all the time at taking those. So yeah. it's it's becoming a lottery that's heavily favoured, so to speak. The, the dice are stacked in the um, defending team's favour. Um there's just not enough. There's not enough movement. It's it's far too predictable for me, um, and I, I don't know that the playing group that we have at the moment. So you it, you know you say I'm the attacking coach. Well, I need to have a word in the fucking ear of the people that are doing the recruiting, <laughs> and say I need I need a little bit more to work with, please, sir, because yeah. we've got. Two pretty young centers. Uh, one's played two games. Talia hasn't played a huge amount of first grade. Mm. Um, so, you know, um, Pauga had, I thought he had offensively had some good moments. He looked he fairly was, elusive when he was given a bit of space. He had, you know, yeah. showed some feet and a, and a good fend and and quite. He was he's obviously quite strong. Um, but yeah, there's just the the shape. And the structure is is far too predictable for me. Yeah, 
Yeah, and just far too they're far too slow as well. I mean, even mm. you could see in that first half, you, the the Tigers were running from uh, from my left to right, and when they're spreading it towards an offer's to, towards um sorry to, yeah towards an offer's wing, it was coming towards towards me. And you could see like you could see they had the numbers, but mm. they were just so fucking slow and indecisive about the about the interchange of passing. Yeah, that it was really easy for Manly to slide across, and then so then you know Talau or or Nofaluma would get it, and they try and run around back inside, and then they're sort of prop. It was you know kind of like Teddy in Origin three. They're just sort of propping. They try and palm a guy off, and like nothing's happening, and the defense has just encircled them and swarmed on them, and, and it just dies. Yeah, you know. It's just like slow motion sort of shit, you know? Mm. Nasty. But bless them for their slow motion shit. It was That's great. it. That's it. Uh, James, with maybe my favorite tweet of the round, says, being a West Tigers fan feels like I'm in a therapy group run by my own rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Which was quickly usurped by uh, Earthboy75 on Twitter. who said, 50,000 West Tigers fans take to the streets in Sydney yesterday to say stop the game. <laughs> Somebody uh, punched it. a horse. Yeah, except there must have been there must have been fifty thousand Tigers fans plus the um the the Gold Coast Titans attendance counter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it was anywhere near that number. Uh, the Panthers eighteen to feed the Broncos twelve. Suncorp Stadium right after the the previous game. The uh, Panthers tries to Crichton, Toto, and Staines. Um, a two-point field goal to Dylan Edwards, uh, a conversion to Matt Burton, and a penalty goal to Stephen Crichton. The Broncos, 12, tries to uh, Hetherington and Bournemouth with Osako, two of two conversions. This is a strange old game, this one. Not if you understand the one simple law of physics that this game was governed by. Um, Panthers versus Brisbane at Suncorp. Panthers play like absolute rat shit when they play the Broncos up here. Yeah, well, I mean, look, you know, we've we've said it. It's, it's happened what the last three games, maybe. Yep. Yeah, that's it. And, well, um, even think back, think back to that year mm-hmm. that you and I went to the finals game at Suncorp. Yeah, it was a game that um, Corey Oates got killed. He died. Yeah, yeah. by kicking. He actually died. I don't know who's using him now. Mm. Uh, someone, someone's working the controls. I mean, because he died. <laughs> we, 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 he literally died directly in front of us. We saw. We heard that. the impact. Yeah, it was like a fucking. <laughs> It was like a car accident. <laughs> one of those sickening things I've fucking seen. <laughs> um, in this game, our energy was down, and and I remember again it was the the game last year. It was it was almost a turning point in that it was by far the worst game of their season. This one wasn't as stark a contrast, so it wasn't that that it was so obviously underneath where they've been performing in terms of form. Uh, and there were also some excuses for it with the, the amount of players they had out. But there was very little enthusiasm in defense. Like, they missed more than 60 tackles in that game. We, the, and that team had absolutely prided itself on its defensive integrity for the majority of this season. And so for them to be there, they're, they're tired, they're worn out. They're, there's something there. You don't miss those tackles just just overnight. You don't turn into that sort of team. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that there is something broken. It made, it it definitely means that there's some work to do. Complacency, mate? Maybe. That might be it. Um, 
Which which is surprising given you would expect that as a team they would understand that there's going to be some element of dip in their performance given there's no clearing. Yeah, that's it. But again, he's not out there making 65 tackles a game. No. And he's not missing 60 either. That's it. And and I I get it. There's that thing that if he's there, you're more dominant attack – you have to do less defence, yada yada yada. There's all, all of that stuff, um, but that's something that the team needs to to sort out. They're going to go through more changes. You know, they're losing fish for a little while. He's obviously going away to for the birth of his child. Mm-hmm. Um, Does Pangai come in now? Pangai's not going to be available for a little while, so it's not like he comes straight in. Mm. Uh, but the the big one as well in this game, and probably more so of a reason for for a lot of the defensive lapses, was Isaiah Yo. Yet again, shows just what an underrated player he is. In what he takes out of that team mm. when he's not there, Brisbane were clearly up for the contest. I thought as well mm. as Penrith being down. You know, yeah, that, that, especially in the, in the first half, Brisbane were up for it, and they didn't come out in the second half. Like, there was that lapse, and that's what cost yeah. them the entire game. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, because Penrith sort of struck, you know, on both wings fairly quickly after half time, yeah. and it looked like you know at that point it was going to be, you know, they maybe maybe they would sort of ramp up into gear and blow them out. But um, yeah, you know, to their credit, they switched back on. Yeah, yeah I feel like Penrith did. played a grand sum total of three sets of six. As Penrith, yeah. air quotes. Mm. Yeah, and when close. they did, the real disparity between the two sides, even with no Cleary, was fucking evident. Because well, I mean, those tries they scored down the wings. I mean, yeah. like they were like the ones where the guy strolls across the line. Yeah, exactly. With no danger of being, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, touched, let alone yeah. tackled. That's it. Mm. Um, yeah, again, they've they've got it in them. They've still got it in them, but. But there's something that needs to be switched back on in terms of, like, you remember the, the Roosters game when when they absorbed a whole bunch of pressure and the Roosters scored two tries and they just took it and took it and took it. And then, okay, it's our turn. And then just went and absolutely blew them out. That seems to be gone. That, that focus of, okay, now as a group, it's time to knuckle down. It's time to get this done. And they all seem to be firing at slightly different times. So I think it's more about cohesion going into the back end of the season. It's probably handy to get this out of their system now with well, yeah, exactly. get it out know, six now. or seven yeah. weeks. Yeah, yeah, correct. Finals and correct. Yeah. Um, they, 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 were literally, they, they were literally one Brody Croft, Brody Crofting away from Golden Point. <laughs> do, you reckon he would, do you reckon he was close enough to, that he could have scored that try himself before he yeah, popped that stupid 100%. fucking offload? My first thought Surely was, "Surely oh, no, momentum he's, oh, no, he just short, either slides but, I mean, or bounces." Or uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, my first thought for like, yeah, live, I was like, "Oh no, he's short." You know, it had to be done. But then you look at that sort of angle from his left, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, "Fuck!" Like he looks like he would have landed short of the line, but surely he's bouncing or something, getting a piece of the chalk. You know, maybe if he didn't have tiny little midget arms. Yeah, maybe. It would have been fine. Uh, Rishi in the Facebook group said, the fuck am I watching? If I wanted a shit sandwich on a Saturday night, I would have ordered one. Uh, Michael said, Panthers minus Cleary equals tier four. Ouch. Jason said, now this is the Broncos I'm used to and have come to accept as part of my life. Shane 
I need so, more explanation on that. What does that yeah, mean? Yeah, like val- valiant defeat, it. or what is it? You know, I think yeah, trying hard. <laughs> yeah, right. Trying hard. Uh, Shane said, "What was more fucked, that Penrith performance or the loose unit that Appy had over? A win's a win, but looking at the sheds after the game, I can't help but think there's some tension about in that camp." Hmm. Mm. So would they say? Is it, so, so would it be fair to say that as a as a as a playing group at the moment they are unhappy? Oh, boom Jesus, try the fish. Christ. You know the sad thing is, it's true. Obviously, um, you know the the Debellum thing had an effect at St George. I'm not sure. Just a good old, I bang somebody who is not my wife has as much, um, you know, it will disrupt the club as much as people may assume. The, the thing that where I think it could be disruptive is in the current unique climate that we live in with the game where they literally have the families all flying up together. So, like, the families will be out of their quarantine and the wives will be getting to, you know, like, and... And it's not like they're going retreating to their own homes. I mean, they're all going to be stuck at this one, you know, resort or whatever, you know, forced forced mingling. And it's just, you know, if the wife if the wives get together and start bitching, and you know, what I mean, like it just goes from there. Yeah, um, where there's not that level of sort of separation, like they're all living on top of each other now for the foreseeable future. I mean, like Sydney doesn't appear to be getting any better. So this, although we've only got, what, two more games scheduled up here, I think, yep. uh, from that initial batch. Yep, yep. I mean, it's almost certainly you know, going to go another month, you would think, yeah? You would think so. So, yeah. I mean, it, all, it looks like it looks like for some teams, it looks like the camp situation and being thrust together, it brings the squad together. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for some, maybe, you know, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's the opposite. So, I don't know. Mm. Like, I thought, I thought the Tigers were a team it was really working for until... That's you know, it. Until it wasn't. That's it. <laughs> uh, Cat... Said, I thought the NRL were cracking down on trainers. This is blatant on-field coaching, standing behind the play of the ball, directing the attack. Most teams do it, but this guy is the worst offender. Talking about our good mate Alfie Langer. Alfie, yeah, he was he was bad. Look, that's that's the that's so low on the priority of crackdowns, now, isn't it? You know, the, the shit that they've got the yeah. one referee. You know, with with reducing the number of referees and then cracking down on other stuff on a, you know, week or fortnightly basis, then, you know, I think the trainers can do the fuck they want these days. Yeah, true. True, true, true. That's it. On to the next one. Right. Okay, the uh, Gold Coast Titans, 32, defeated the St. George Illawarra Dragons, 10, at our CBUS. The uh, Titans tries to Toby Sexton on debut, David Fafita, Greg Marzu, and a double to Jared Wallace. Almost a hat-trick, too. Uh, Sexton, five conversions and a penalty goal. Perfect at the boot. Dragons, 10 tries to Ben Hunt and Jordan Pereira with a conversion to Jack Bird. David Fafita, million-dollar super sub. (laughs) (laughs) It was one of those games. It really was. Um, uh, I I mean, that strategy may work against the Dragons. Um, And I can see the the theory. Yeah, I can see the theory behind it, but in my opinion... Against a better size, you want that guy. If he's going to be in that frame of mind, you want him on the field for as many minutes as he can put out productively. Yeah. Um, but some of his touches were fucking outrageous. <laughs> Just fucking 
destroying other human beings. Um, he does, Fafita, uh, does seem to turn up in response to, to criticism, um, be that in the, in the media um, or, you know, when, when there's rumblings, you know, certainly through his first two Origin games, etc. cetera, he, he cops some flack. Yeah. Um, as he matures and develops, you know, part of his challenge, I feel, in front of him is to find that weekly motivation as a professional. Um, mm. To You know, you look at someone like Fisher-Harris, um, and whilst he's, he's a different type of player, no one's, you know, he's, he's not reading his own press to, to or, you know, or negative press to get motivation. It's just... It's what he does. He gets yeah, out there that's and he it. fucking yeah. gets amongst it. And that's that's where the feeder is still very young. That's where he needs to get to. Mm. Yep. I, I was so fucking wrong about this game. I thought the Dragons had been on an upward trajectory. Mm. That the Smashed by Manly without any turbos or daily. Mm. <laughs> I thought that upward. <laughs> well, no, but, you know, the, that was a definite blip. But, but they had been overperforming. From from where I thought they should be, and there there was just no fight. Like there was really no one in that side that at any stage of that game thought, "Well, fuck, we we need to knuckle down and do you know ABC to to get back into this game." Mm. Um, yeah, and, and look, their back line defensively is like they were just fucking attra- apart from Sullivan. Yeah. Who probably saved some tries with des- with sheer desperation. I mean, particularly like you know, the, the, there's been the whole thing about you know Dufty's. You know, they're not going to re-sign Dufty and Ramsey's the future. Both of those guys were fucking poor. Ramsey, like, in particular, obviously the game yeah. plan was to to run. Well, certainly for Fido, um at Ramsey, and he, to say he didn't handle it well would be a fair understatement. But mm. in the next couple of weeks, Dragons got Souths. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of their edge guys, Sua, Matangi, <laughs> um, they may even send Burgess out there. Yep. He's, he's going to. And then the week after, they got the Raiders. Yep. So he's... So Tarpano flying down. He's not going to have a fun few weeks, mm. Cody Ramsey, because no. uh, no. certain parts of his game were horribly exposed in this game, and... Um, yeah, I would imagine that other coaches are going to take notice and and uh, that's a blueprint to beat the Dragons. Fuck, if they yeah. do, though. like, How often do we sit there and say, fuck, this has happened. Every coach in the NRL should have seen this game or at least gotten a report of it. So mm. we should see this happen every fucking week. And no. you don't see it. Bullshit, you don't see it. Oh. Have you ever seen teams play the West Tigers? Get your winger oh. outside and offer. And pass him the ball. No, well, that's not for the comes inside. That's not the other team doing that. Yeah, but I mean, as tomato, we saw on Saturday, as we saw on Saturday night, though, Dane Laurie has become like super effective at being like the Tony Carroll for <laughs> for for, for Nofaluma's Lockyer. And like, I mean, I think that then then you got to go, you know, a couple of layers of inception deep because Dane Laurie he can sweep and and mop up what what, what Noffer and Talau leave on the table sometimes. Mm. So then you've got to go. You, so you've got to go the other way in that expectation. You got to because <laughs> Laurie because Laurie has to camp around the other side. But, uh, oh god! I will say just to follow on, uh, and I know we're not talking about the Tigers game, but I did. Um, 
I did make a comment last week that Noffa, uh, when tries are scored past him or through him, is becoming a bit of a cunt and turning around and you know putting putting his arms out like oh to his teammates oh he did it a couple of times in this game again. That one with Tommy, yeah, where where, where Turbo got through to Lauer, because mm. I saw the photo of him just like there was a photo of him giving the look, yeah, with Tommy just... with, with, with Talau's on the ground, you know, and yeah. and Noffa for once wasn't the one exposed, <laughs> but just just don't know that that's conducive to team harmony. <laughs> no, I can't wait to see it on the um, documentary. To be honest, like yeah. when because you've got his. His comments. I'm really looking forward to the episode where he dumps um, Moses and buy in the shit uh, and see how. Because you see, see that's um, there, there's some shot, uh, some footage of a video session, and he yeah. he singles out James Tarmow in, and he starts in, it, but they don't say what they don't say yeah, what he says. Really, he but just sort of starts it off. Yeah, who's that? Noffer. No, 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 uh, Madge. So he, you know, he rolls rolls the tape and and stops the video session and and questions. They don't show the full thing in, in his response. But the way he leads it up, the way he leads up, he's sort of saying like, you know, look, there's a reason why there's a reason why Jimmy's played like you know, however many games, you know, mm. like, yeah. It's sort of almost like he's starting. He's sort of talking him up as an example of the right thing, but we know, but we know because it happened in the past, we know that, that Jim Tamau hasn't done anything really at the Tigers this year, so it couldn't have been something he was talking <laughs> up for. <laughs> so, but, but they sort of cut it off like they don't actually you know, yeah. run through the video session of what he's actually... So I'll be, I'll be interested to see if they expand on some of that video session footage because it would be quite interesting. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I can understand why they wouldn't like just isolate a player getting roasted for a decision they made or something. Mm. But I think that, yeah, I'd be interested to see it. And uh, the West Tigers do have final cut over all of that, all the stuff that anything yeah. hits the screen has been approved by them. Yeah. Wow. I know that for a fact. So, um, <laughs> which, which, you know, so I can't wait to see what fuck, I can't wait to see the stuff that, you know, with that in mind, I can't wait to see the stuff that makes the rest of the episodes. Uh, have you finished the socials on that one? You haven't done the socials on that one. We haven't done have socials on that yeah, one. Yeah, hit him. Dean said Sloan should be playing, but you know how Griffin feels about those people. <laughs> John said, watching the Dragons attempt to complete a set with their dick fingers is like watching all of those presenters from Saturday, the protesters from Saturday, attempt to construct a coherent sentence with their dicks for brains. Hashtag Mars Barbecue. Fuck, I love that hashtag. That is fantastic. <laughs> Uh, Devonhead, how are we still in the eight? Uh, Jacob, who is at Jacob Joe three nine four three seven three one zero, fucking popular name, <laughs> Jacob Joe. So Dragons crap, Titans good, Sexton solid, NRL debut, Fafita strong, Dufty terrible. There you go. Some yeah, it was it was a solid debut from that little bogan child. Toby yes. Sexton, and I always love it when these kids take, get their debut and they got like a bunch of friends and family in the crowd, you know, going, going off. And the fact that he got a try under the Absolute sticks and everything best. as well is fucking great. Love yeah, it. it's good. And look, you know, he's he's going to have to wait his turn a little bit because if there's one thing that the Titans, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say they're good or not, but they've yeah they've got halves that he's sort of in the lineup behind, mm. yeah, at the moment. But look, I mean, they couldn't have asked for a try and fucking you know. Six, you know, six goals, one hundred percent kicking effort. 
he was he was good for a kid. Like yeah, you know, he seemed like he's you know he's a footballer. His head was screwed on. Solid solid decisions. And uh, yeah, made Ashtail look good. That's it. Finally, the Sharkies forty four defeated the uh, Bulldogs twenty four at Seabus. The uh, Sharks forty four came through a double to Sione Katoa, spectacular somersault try to one of them. Um, the Moot with a try. Will Kennedy, uh, Talakai, Toby Rudolph, Connor Tracy also with tries. Trindle six from seven conversions and two penalty goals. The Doggies, uh, 24 tries to Luke Thompson, Jake Avarillo, Nick Meany, Dylan Napa, and Avarillo four conversions from four attempts. What's the kickoff on this one? I think the Sharks look like they were going to obliterate the Dogs in the first half. They had full running, all the momentum, field position, possession, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then completely fell off the boil in the second half. Um, Do you think it's a fitness thing? I don't know. I think it's yeah. I think there's a part of it. I don't think the sharks. I like, think, I think that, the fitness is there yeah. is an issue. Like on Toby Rudolph, who is one of these you know enthusiastic fucking hairy cunts, you know, taking mm. the ball up in with the ball in hand. Mm. But he's the number one tackle misser in the NRL this season. Yeah, and I don't know if that's because he's lazy or because or or he's you know not fit enough. Um. Because I haven't taken notice of when all these misses happened, but I did notice a ton of fucking misses in the second half of this yeah, game. Okay. Um, Having said that, his try halted what looked like a bulldog's comeback, and, and the dogs yeah. never were never able to regain that level of momentum again, and it cost them, um, you know, the chance that they had to make a much more of a game of it. Um, the other point I wanted to make was Sean Johnson. With Oof. another another soft tissue injury, which he's renowned for over the course of his career. Yeah, we all know he's headed back to the Warriors, which is as great a story as that return is. My concern is as he's you know as he's getting further into the tail end of his career, how much of that homecoming is going to be spent sitting on the sideline? Yeah. Um, hamstrings are harder to come back from. You know, as we've seen multiple players over the years, harder and yep. harder to come back from as you as you get to the, towards the end of your career. Um, and he's had them throughout his career. So, it's, yeah, um, yeah. And the, the shame, the shame of it is, though. I mean, it was, you know, Sharks fans have been lamenting his performances ever since he signed that contract to go over to the Warriors mm. again. But this game, the, oh. yeah, he played. He played almost the, the entire first half. Yeah, and it was the best half of football he's had in a Sharks jersey. Maybe in his entire stint, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah Sean Johnson, like you expect to see him. Yeah, you know exactly. And yeah, again, maybe as a silver lining for the Sharks, pulled his hamstring laying on a try. Mm. <laughs> Poor cunt. He he seemed to have checked out a fair while ago. Like True. he since since he almost since he signed his contract or a little bit before, and the beginning of it was with the coach issue. You know, when yep. when when Morris went. This may not be the worst thing in the world for the Sharks as they get used to life without him. Mm. You know, the, the season's essentially gone for them now. Oh, I think they're still I think they're, they're still in there for it. I mean, the, the, the thing about the teams of that level... Yeah, well, I mean, that win, that's, that's throwing them up into seventh. So yeah. that was, they, they, were, they were outside the eight, I think, to start the, to start the round. And that's, and that's uh, brought them up into the eight just by virtue of the, um, 
the pack around. Yeah, that could win. Um, yeah, so they're in seventh. They've dropped the. They've knocked the dragons down to eighth. Um, and so yeah, I mean, look there. You know, there are. And that was actually that. That was by virtue of the games that happened on. You know, a large win for the sharks versus a large loss for the dragons. Yeah. That's turned around and uh, and reversed the for and against basically for those two sides, and that's what's got them up there. But I mean, look, you know, they are as good a chance of finishing in the eight as, I mean, look, I'm, I'm going to give the Tigers and the Cowboys are probably the last ones with chances down there, down there. But mm-hmm. at this stage, they're still two wins away from eighth place at the moment. You've got the Raiders that are just uh, on differential. They're outside of the eight. And then you go back and you've got the Titans and the Knights that are pressing as well, one game ahead of the Tigers and the Cowboys. So look, I think the Sharks have got as good a chance as, I mean, this, I think this season is, Kind of there from because they, they've got yeah, they're going to get flogged this week against Manly, but then they got Warriors and Newcastle, which are you know not only winnable games for them, but also games against teams that are trying to to pillage points off them and take their place in that you know lower part of the eight. So look at the end of the day, I mean Sean Johnson's gone for what minimum couple of weeks, yeah. Even yeah. if it's the yeah. lowest severity, he's gone a couple of weeks, yeah. so. They're going to have to make do without him. But um, it's just a shame because, like you're saying, he had checked out, but this is a game where it looked like he checked back in. Yeah, that's it. And was doing everything that they wanted, that they would have wanted from him. And then, you know, bam, hammy. Yep. Doggies, though, that Luke Thompson's a fucking good... He's like, we, we, we've had discussions, I'm sure, in the past where it's like, you know, would you take anyone from that side? I take Luke Thompson. That guy's fucking great. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he is, like, legitimate... Superstar, yeah, and uh, I tell you, he t- he giveth and he taketh away though because it was his sin binning yeah. that cost yeah. them the tw- the twelve points that they couldn't ultimately bridge because even when they came back into the game, they couldn't kind of get within twelve, and they just couldn't quite close that gap and uh, and ultimately Sharks pulled away. But man, he does some good things. Yeah, he certainly does. Certainly does. On the socials for that game. Daniel said, in a team of reserve graders, Ockenpaul really stands out as totally inept. Yeah, he's uh, had an ordinary one. Yeah, his hands his hands have never been the same since they touched touched the, the oh. flesh of the youth. Oh, fucking Jesus. Like, yeah. his, handling to, his handling in this game was more atrocious than his handling after the school visit. You try fucking, fucking catching a football with vanilla fucking... Impulse. Impulse all over your hands. <laughs> Fuck, I couldn't remember the name of it. <laughs> Fucking impulse. Oh, it's one of one of the triumphs triumphs of fucking product development. I mean, they made the bottles, they made the, the they made the the spray cans of the impulse small enough that that you know as many you know girls of a certain age it was their, their first time. Was it was it with uh, their boyfriend Impulse? Yeah. Can't oh. when cans of Impulse is, is, have taken it, it more diamonds than R. Kelly. Fuck. <laughs> 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 and probably been peed on more. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, how did we get here? <laughs> so you say you say uh, R. Kelly and 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 Ockenbore combined. You would say- <laughs> Um, yeah. Andrew 
So the Warriors, they've just been given a reminder of why they let Johnson go in the first place. Yeah, that's not a bad one. Uh, Terry, so the Dogs have come up with a few what-is-their-position players in the last few years, but none more so than Jake Avarillo. Burton comes with the same vibe, so I think Lachlan Lowell's needs to stay as he's the only identifiable half they have. As to why the Dogs lost today, look to the season as a whole. The Dogs always concede the first and most often the second try. Hopefully Ben Barber's cousin keeps improving and doesn't have the same issues. Do we really think Matty Burton's less of a half than Lachlan Lewis? I, I think you, you get Matt Burton to identify as a half by playing him in the fucking halves regularly. <laughs> I thought it was more that they wanted the, the, the they wanted Lockie Lewis to be the partner for Burton. Yeah, okay. And Avarillo fucking, you know, probably in the centres where he belongs, he'd be a centre, right? Yeah, that's it. Not half, that's for sure. That's it. Uh, Matthew said, at least Thompson is finally starting to look like his Super League highlights. Yeah, this was a uh, a better game. Terry said, I don't know where GT underscore Johns is, but fuck, I hate losing to those peptide munching Freedom Rally fuckwits. I saw his I saw his tweets and he was fuck he was just going off through throughout the entire game. He was, and he uh, he got his COVID shot today. So um, good on you for finally joining the ranks of fucking injecting pieces of shit. So um, in, enjoy enjoy that peptide running through you, killing the the vid uh, and bigger rod. So the biggest win for the Sharks today was Finucan, was the Finucan announcement. When you're trying to change a shit culture, guys like Finney, the opposite of a cultural cancers, Sharks have been signing. He's a cultural mm. chemo. Cultural now, chemo, I like it. You, you might sit there and wonder why he's got such a hard-on for Dale. Um, the clue is in his handle. So Dale Finucan. Bigger? Um, I think he was Pambula. Mm-hmm. Or one of the other fucking ambular places that are that are down there. It was like they just got one fucking suffix and changed three letters at the front, and all of a sudden they had nineteen <laughs> suburbs. But um, no, Dale Finucane's local to Bega, so uh, home homegrown boy, and they're just trying to silver lining the fact that he's now a white supremacist. So, well done. That's and, us. Uh, that's it for the round. Yes, that's full time for episode 419. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, head to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links and you can grab all our links, our social communities, uh, our Patreon, of course, patreon.com forward slash Twill Nation. Uh, best way to support the show, jump in there. Number of tiers that you can join, extra episodes, merch about to go out this month for people who have been there since the start on some of the higher tiers and, uh, and much more. Um, have I got any patrons to give shout outs for this week? I do. Darren with an I. Thank you, sir. And uh John as well. Thank you guys um for your support. Couldn't it, do it without you. Is it Darren or Darin, as in like Mandarin? <laughs> well there's two R's, so I would say it looks it it looks exactly like Darren, except it's I N. Okay, cool. Yeah. So the Mandarin, thank you for your support. <laughs> <sir. laughs> Please use, use the uh, use your ten rings to uh, get us to the top of the podcasting charts. <laughs> um, uh, that's it, fellas. You got anything you want to close with? No. Uh, look, I did. Um, we were going to talk about the tears this week. 
Everyone's oh, yes. given us some great ideas with the tears, but we'll uh, we'll leave that for the Wednesday show. Yeah. Hey, we have to announce a winner for the um the uh, the weed whacker. Yes, I do have that. I have a list of all of our Insta followers, and I just have to get okay. a, ra- a random number generator to pick which one it's going to be. So we'll do that okay. Wednesday night as well. Do that on Wednesday because because let me tell you, I've got you know I received another one in the mail on Friday or, or yesterday, and um, <laughs> so I've got like two two more to give away. So we can figure out how you want to give those away, but um, tell you yeah, what, man, that manscape done come through that four point Yeah, oh. tell you what, the, the technology the technology is leveled up. Yeah, we'll be talking about that. We will be talking about that on Wednesday. Fuck yes, right, nice. And then, night, boys, talk to you on done. Wednesday. I'm taking my silky smooth legs off to bed. <laughs> Your beard looks very uniform as well. It does. Mm. Mm, surprisingly. Guess which one I did first. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Talk to you then, boys. Later. See ya. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.